Following ongoing hostilities between Israel and Hezbollah on the Lebanon-Israel border, International SOS has increased its evacuation level for Lebanon to evacuate all staff. Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, joining me for this episode is Sally Llewellyn, International SOS's Global Security Director for Information and Analysis. So, Sally, before we talk about changing our evacuation level for Lebanon, can you give me an overview of the current situation in the Israel-Gaza crisis? So, the key focus over recent days has definitely been diplomatic efforts, and that's focused on the goal of bringing down tensions and also uh, providing humanitarian assistance into Gaza. We've certainly still seen sporadic air raid sirens inside Israel, not having a direct impact in terms of rocket fire on the ground. We've also seen unrest in the West Bank, but certainly the key focus has been on attempting to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. We've also seen some localised fighting on the border with Lebanon, so maintaining what we've seen since the the 7th of October. There's also an ongoing build-up of IDF capability uh, along the border with Gaza and all also along the border with Lebanon, in anticipation of what we expect to see a ground incursion into Gaza that would be needed to meet the IDF's stated intent. What's the most up-to-date information we have for neighbouring countries? The key focus areas for us at the moment are certainly Lebanon. That has got the, the biggest focus for us right now in terms of the border hostilities and then some risk potentially of that expanding further. We're also keeping a keen eye on Egypt and on Jordan, which are the two neighbouring countries that we're getting the most requests from our clients about. You mentioned Lebanon and the hostilities in the border area. And I understand that International SOS is now changing its advice for Lebanon. What are we doing and, and why have we done that? Yes, today we're making quite a significant change in our advice for Lebanon, and we are advising our clients to evacuate all staff from Lebanon. So it's it's a difficult one to, to work through. So far, the fighting between Israel and Hezbollah has been isolated to the border areas, as I mentioned, since the 7th of October. But the situation is extremely unpredictable. So that conflict is currently localised, but there is a risk of escalation. That could be a deliberate decision from Hezbollah or Israel to escalate that situation. We think the deliberate decision is unlikely. What we're more concerned about is a miscalculation. So an increase in in tensions that is miscalculated on either side and sparks more wide-ranging exchanges of fire across that border, which could impact further into Israel or further into Lebanon. The challenge on the Lebanon side is that the most likely targets for impact within Lebanon are the airport itself. And we've seen that in previous escalations. There's certainly been a lot of discussion around 2006 and then what resulted in terms of mass evacuations out of Lebanon with regards to that conflict at the time. Hezbollah locations are 
quite close to the airport. And so it's highly possible that we could see a significant impact on aviation operations. We're already seeing the aviation community respond to this risk and concern for spillover into Lebanon. In recent days, we've seen commercial aviation limit its operations into Beirut Airport. And if airspace is closed, then what other options are there for clients to move their workforce out of Lebanon? There are limited alternate evacuation options out of Lebanon. There is the potential for a complex maritime evacuation. The only land border evacuation option is into Syria. Of course, there is a land border with Israel, but that is closed. There is a land border with Syria, which requires quite a complex movement into Damascus. Damascus Airport has very limited commercial options. So if people were to move via land to Syria, there are very few options to then depart Syria itself. And of course, that is another complex security environment. And there is a risk of if there's escalated tensions between Israel and Hezbollah, there could be escalated tensions between Israel and Syria and expand that conflict further. So what we're aiming to do now is to encourage our clients to evacuate their staff from Lebanon while there are reasonable commercial options. There are still commercial aviation options departing Lebanon on a routine basis, and we are working with charter operators who are still comfortable moving in and out of Lebanon at this stage. So we're not seeing that direct change in the security environment in Lebanon today, what we're hedging against is our concerns that this could escalate and the situation is still highly unpredictable. And has our change in advice for Lebanon affected other areas like Israel or Egypt or Jordan, for example? So our advice for Israel remains unchanged. That is to defer non-essential travel and to evacuate non-essential staff. Our advice for Egypt also hasn't changed, so we're advising that travel to Egypt can proceed with with normal precautions. Cairo itself, which of course is is the key question mark from our clients at the moment, we expect to see more pro-Palestinian demonstrations in Cairo, and we are warning of an increased risk to Israeli or US nationals or interests in the country. But in terms of the security environment in Egypt, it remains unchanged. The key focus area, of course, is the border with Gaza itself, and we're seeing a build-up of humanitarian response along that border area. We're hoping that that border will open and humanitarian aid will be able to go into Gaza, and perhaps the evacuation of foreign nationals out of Gaza. That border location is in an extreme risk zone in the Sinai due to increased militancy risk, that access in the area is highly controlled, and we recommend that that is only accessed with professional security support. So the baseline of our advice for clients in Egypt remains unchanged, and we're not seeing a broader change in the security environment as a result of the ongoing escalation. For Jordan, again, our advice remains unchanged, so travel can continue to Jordan. The key things that we are seeing there, of course, are an increase in pro-Palestinian demonstrations, and they can at times be quite large scale and quite disruptive. But we're not seeing a significant change in the overall security environment that would prompt us to change our advice to our clients. And in terms of today's change of advice for Lebanon to evacuate all staff, 
compared to our advice for Israel, which is to evacuate non-essential staff. Can you explain why there's a difference? So Israel does have a highly effective air defence capability. And although we saw that infiltrated on the 7th of October, since then, the Iron Dome air defence system has really been highly effective in preventing rocket fire impacting most parts of Israel. We also see routinely accommodation in Israel accounts for this air threat. So most secure hotels and many home locations would have some kind of bomb shelter or access to that kind of support. We also see, of course, as I mentioned, a very strong IDF presence and a highly effective response in most circumstances. And we're still seeing strong evacuation options from Israel. Air flights, commercial aviation, although limited, is still running. We've still been able to have charter flights go in and out for evacuation. And that land border with Jordan remains open and clients have been able to move through that. So different situation. Of course, if there is an escalation in the situation between Israel and Hezbollah, we will continue to review our advice. But at this stage, really essential travel into Israel can continue. And we remain recommending that organisations evacuate their non-essential staff. Sally, are there any other countries or issues that clients should be aware of at the moment or worried about? One media in the region is Iraq. We have seen an increase in attacks on US interests in Iraq just in the last 48 hours. It's not uncommon in federal Iraq in particular, but it is something that we're just reminding clients that this is not an uncommon activity that happens within Iraq. And we remain at evacuate non-essential staff from Iraq and essential travel can continue with some very strong precautions depending on which part of the country you're traveling to. The other themes that are worth monitoring and that that we're keeping a close watch on, one is across Western Europe, and we would have seen, no doubt, the hypervigilance of security forces, particularly in France. We saw bomb threats in, in a number of airports in recent days, which has been quite disruptive to travel activity. The security forces, of course, being vigilant around the threat of any kind of terrorist activity inspired by the situation that we're seeing between Israel and Hamas. Lone wolf attacks is probably the more likely, as we've seen in some locations around Western Europe, but certainly something that that people should be noticing. But it doesn't change our advice in terms of operations can continue as normal across Europe, but you might expect to see increased security force presence slowing down at border controls and some disruption associated with security operations in a localised area if they come about. The other piece that we're looking at very closely is risk specifically in the US, risk of protest activity in major urban centres, the potential for targeting of Israeli nationals or Jewish places of worship, Similarly, in other locations, risk to Muslim places of worship. So it's not something that is a major concern and it's not changing our advice to our clients operating in the US. But we do want to warn that these kinds of situations could occur and minimising time spent around demonstrations and then around those areas of, of worship are recommended at this stage. OK, Sally, and we've seen Israel 
preparing for a ground offensive, although at the time of recording that hasn't happened as yet. But what outlook do you have for the region as a whole? So if I look most directly at the impact in Israel of a ground incursion, we would expect to see some retaliation, some rocket fire, particularly into southern Israel, so like what we have seen since the the conflict kicked off on the on the seventh of October, so we'd expect to see that localized within Israel. We would expect to see significant protest activity in the West Bank, and the potential for some localized militant type attacks in that area. The risk, as we've talked about, is that broader escalation with Hezbollah. So if they respond to a ground incursion into Gaza, there is a risk of miscalculation either on the IDF side or on the Hezbollah side. Our assessment is that Israel does not want to open up a second front in this conflict. They would like to keep the situation contained to managing the Gaza situation. That's also in the interest of other actors in the region to keep this localised. But there are organisations like Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad that we've seen operating in Gaza, and there are also linked groups in other parts of the region. That is the tricky part of our assessment is understanding under what scenario these groups would take some kind of retaliation. So increased targeting of US assets in Iraq which we're starting to see, and in other parts of the region. So we are concerned about the risk of a broader spillover of the conflict, but at this stage, very much focused on the most likely scenario, which is localised to Israel, potentially large-scale demonstrations in other parts of the region, and then this real risk around miscalculation in Lebanon. Okay, Sally, thank you so much for all your analysis and advice regarding the current situation. Thank you. Well, that's all for now, but you can access all the latest information and updates on the situation in Israel and the Palestinian territories from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres. They're available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.